0: A cute little nun, as his teacher, and she would say to me, Fran, do you have a beer at home? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> she says, could you bring me a beer every now and then? Oh, I was shocked, but oh yeah, I could do that.
1: Anything for you. So that was my grandmother, Fran Brennan, who turns 96 on September 3rd. And I use this as an opportunity to just get to speak with her about her life and everything that she's gone through in those 96 years. So without further ado, let's get to becoming legendary with my grandmother, Fran Brennan. There are no gold medals for down dog. Maximize every opportunity. So that you can become legendary. Legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one percent better? Your only goal is to be the
0: best version of you.
1: (sighs) Grandma, yes. Welcome to becoming legendary. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. Yay!
1: I'm so excited. So this is how I this is how I start every single podcast. Okay. What does a typical day in your life look like?
0: Oh, I get up around 8 o'clock. Now I get up much earlier than that, really. Somewhere between 5 and 8. Okay. And I wash up, go and have my toast and coffee, Mm. and take my pills, (laughs) (laughs) and save the good ones for later. (laughs) (laughs) And then... I just sit and watch the news. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And some days the news is good, most of the days it is not. <laughs> it's true.
1: Most of the days the news is pretty bad.
0: Uh, good days are very few.
1: You have a birthday coming up.
0: I have a birthday. September 3rd?
1: September 3rd.
0: I will be ninety-six.
1: Ninety-six years old. How cool is that?
0: Ninety-six years <laughs> young.
1: What is what is your secret to longevity?
0: It's not it's in the genes. You it's have
1: no control. You have no control? No. So so am I gonna make it?
0: You should. You're part <laughs> of my genes, yes. You should make it, at least close. You don't <laughs> think you did anything? You don't think you've done anything right? I was active as a child, active, active all my life, did my own housework all the time, never had a cleaning lady until I was in my 80s yeah. or early 90s, Yeah, and did a lot of swimming and, and a lot of everything. Everything, yes, and very active as a child and also as an adult.
1: You've always been active as far as as long as I've known you, you've been active.
0: Yeah, I'm not a runner, however. Me either. But I did a lot of bowling. I did a lot of golf and uh, did a lot of running after my children. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough, right? (laughs) And that's a lot of work. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay,
1: you grew up as a city girl in Chicago.
0: I did, and it was very safe then because I could walk from one end to the other city to yeah. the lake. Yeah. It was not a problem. Yeah, I did that often because our friends were spread around and walked to school every day. And uh, hot or cold, cold we had a lot of cold in Chicago. I remember <laughs> the snow was up to my hip, over my hip bones. Yeah, We had a little trail getting to our door. And uh, it was kind of fun when you're little. Uh, I always wore knee-length socks. My mom would scream <laughs> maybe that you're going to get pneumonia, you have to wear longer socks. But I <laughs> loved my knee-lengths, and I would wear them only. When you were walking to school, how many
1: cars would you encounter?
0: Quite a few, because I would have to walk down Madison Street yeah. part of the way, and that streetcar yeah. area. And, of course, a lot of cars. And the rest were smaller streets, and it was only a couple blocks away from my home. So it wasn't far. It wasn't far from home. But I'd meet my girlfriend halfway, and we'd walk together. Yeah. And we were active. We played catch, you know, keep away at noontime. Yeah. We would do that all noon, and we were a bunch of... in gym, we did a lot of jumping and hiding and all that kind of <laughs> I was a long jumper, and our stature, they always measured us yeah. and see if we were good and straight and had nice bones and all that kind of thing. And did you? I did. I always was on top of that. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my bones since then. <laughs> They're not that straight anymore, but I used to have very good posture. You still have good posture. Sort of. I sort of do. Best best posture of a
1: 96-year-old that I know.
0: It's hard to stand up straight. I I used to tell John, my husband, to remind me, don't (laughs) let me lean over like an old lady. (laughs) Keep telling me to stand up straight, which you never did. But but I kind of was.
1: So as a a city girl, you married your, your husband. Yes. Who was a farmer, an Iowa farmer.
0: No, he wasn't a he farmer. Wasn't he wasn't an Iowa he farmer. Was in, he was born in Des Moines, Iowa, which is not farm. Uh, he was out of college. My girlfriend was a soda jerk in Liggett's drugstore, and she knew all these young men that stayed at the YMCA. They were all in there catching up on one subject or another, the, the an subject that they needed for whatever work they were in. Yeah, most everybody has to catch up on one thing or another. And that's where John was also. And every week when I came in, I was the manager of a dry cleaning store. My sister-in-law was the manager, and she took off every summer. So I was the manager during the summer. So when I closed up the store, I'd walk to the Liggett's drugstore and have my... She would make me a sandwich of cheese, melted cheese, toast and give me a milkshake so I put on a few pounds during that (laughs) summer (laughs) and and that's when I met John one day she said if I got a guy for you come on you gotta meet this guy (laughs) and as soon as I met him I knew I was gonna marry him the Mm. day I met him I knew this was it I'd met many of them Uh, there there was a new guy every week some were pretty obnoxious (laughs) There was another one from Iowa, his dad, his name had the same name as the town he lived in. The high school and college were <laughs> the same name, so I think he was important uh, sort of a guy. His dad had the uh, uh, big business there, and it was the same name. So I missed that one, <laughs> and I got the, the young guy from Des Moines, Iowa.
1: <laughs> so you're saying Grandpa wasn't a farmer? He grew up on a farm, he right? He
0: wasn't a farmer, but every summer he spent on Uncle Tommy's farm. It was just a local little farm. And he had his own team that he was bragging about, his own team of horses in a wagon.
1: He Sounds like a and, farmer to me.
0: And he did that every <laughs> summer. Off school time, do, he would go and do that. Hmm. And he enjoyed that. He liked that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he never spent any time on that farm. But they were nice people, Uncle Tommy and his wife. They were old. For me, they were old people. We would stay there. That was our vacation after we had children. We would put a big mattress in the back of the car, and the kids would sleep on that. That was our (laughs) trip to to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Good old
1: Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's a beautiful trek. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And they loved to have us. They never had any children, so they were... Mm. Really happy to have.
1: Was there anything that you really remember about those trips to Iowa?
0: I remember that Aunt Nell would do a lot of canning. She always had canned beans and all kinds of canned things. And I'm a Chicago girl. I'm not used to canning. My mom didn't do any of that stuff. I would take all those canned things, take them home to Chicago, and then I'd dump them. (laughs) I never told her that. But I could not eat things that were home canned. I used to think that was poison. <laughs> but she worked at it, and every year we got things. And she made a lot of peanut butter cookies. We would eat oh, That those. sounds pretty good. Yeah, that was good. But the canning I dumped every time. But they were nice people. I Tommy and Aunt Nell.
1: They sound that sounds like a, <laughs>
0: that sounds
1: hilarious, Grandma. Well You're a real city girl.
0: Typical <laughs> older people. I was I was always city girl. It's the first time I ever left home was when I got married and cried all the way to Des Moines because I was leaving my family. <laughs> it wasn't that I was unhappy. I was happy. I was married. I was just unhappy leaving my family. Yeah. I was never away from my family. My dad was very. Oh, what should I say? Hang on to the kids. You know, I was a baby in the family, so I was the last to go and they were not too anxious to let me go. <laughs> they but wanted like, to keep you around. They wanted to keep me my mom, my mom said, I didn't start school till I was seven. And I says, Why did you wait till I was seven? She said, Because you were the last one and I didn't want to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good
1: reason. <laughs> What do you think the most important invention in your lifetime has been?
0: Invention? Yeah. Well, there were cars. We had what they called the Green Hornet, which was a streetcar, but it was shaped very, you know, uh, kind of sleek. Okay. And it was fast, so they called it the Green Hornet. And, and that was in Chicago? That was in Chicago, right on Madison Street, right off from where we lived. We lived in an area that separated north from south and east from west, sort of, you know, north and south. Madison Street was north and south. And then we'd go downtown. My friend and I would hop on our bikes, and we would ride downtown to the Loop, which was a no-no. People did not like (laughs) bicycles, especially young (laughs) girls on bicycles, ride around the Loop. Horns were always blasting away. Troublemaker, Grandma. But we would do it, and her... Her aunt lived in one of the western suburbs, and every once in a while we'd take a ride on the bikes to the western suburbs, which was far. It was far to go, but we did it anyway. Yeah. And my sister lived at Fifth Avenue and Monticello or something like I can't remember for sure. But that was a long walk, and I used to walk that all the time. But I didn't mind walking. I walked everywhere. We <laughs> walked or rode our bikes, one of the two things.
1: Which was, I mean, there's a lot more pedestrian traffic at that time, right? So when you were going to school, you said you ran into a lot of cars, but cars weren't that commonplace at that time. Well, I had
0: to cross Madison Street, which was Main Street. Yeah. There was a lot of traffic on Madison. But going to school, no, that was not busy area. It was only a block or two away, and it was on Wilcox. I remember it was Grant was the name of the school, Grant School. And I remember the teachers are mostly my eighth grade teacher, Miss Tanton, who is typical, what should I say, with a big bun in the back of her head.
1: I like her style.
0: Her pulled hair back and very (laughs) stern-looking And she was. Did she keep you in line? But she was the best teacher I ever had.
1: Were you a troublemaker in school? Was I what? A troublemaker.
0: Oh no. We were you good followed kids. all the rules? We followed all the rules. <laughs> we always wanted she did us according to our report card. First person in the row was the best, second mm. on that. And every uh, report card time we fought to be number one You know, every, so it was Helen and I and one boy, his name was John Ferris he was the only boy that was able to Shout beat out to us John once Ferris. in a while you know. <laughs> but we did we did fight for those seats and we were almost always in the first or second seat and she was an excellent she was tough but she was an excellent teacher I always remember her and we had one girl in there. I remember she had. She left. She had to leave school. She had tuberculosis, mm. and we all had to go downtown and board, board of health. Yeah, and, and be checked. Checked out. Yes. That's a
1: pretty. That's a pretty interesting time. There was. There's still not a great treatment for a TB.
0: No, and they also had. You know, polio came in yeah. not long after that. But she was the one with that. So, and I do remember her. She was very pretty. She was blonde. And her name was Anderson, last name. And they sent her to a place where she would get a lot of rest and yeah. sunshine. And I guess they did a lot of that in those days. Yeah.
1: What about the polio? Was, did did you have friends who were affected?
0: Polio, well, I think that... John, my son John, had one sick day, I remember, when he was about five, four or five years old. He had a very high temperature. And in those days, you call the doctor and he came to your house. So I called this doctor. He was one of three. They were brothers, somewhat like the Mayo brothers, but they weren't male. And they were in displays, and I remember he came to our apartment and he looked at John and he said, I think he had a touch of polio, but he said, I don't think it's serious. When he's better, bring him into my office and I'll measure him and we'll check him out. And I did that. And his one leg is just a little bit shorter, and that, I guess, was the answer that he did have a little touch of it. It wasn't enough to be hospitalized or be have some kind of care taken, but he did say you will have to build his shoe up a little bit to put an extra piece of leather in. They have the shoemaker do that. And we did that until he was old enough to notice it and didn't like it anymore (laughs) and didn't want it anymore. And so we stopped because, you know, he cried about that. I don't want that anymore, so we just let him go. But he still, I notice, he does kind of favor that one leg a little bit. What, so,
1: shoemaker. Did you always have your shoes custom made?
0: My dad was our shoemaker. He had the whole bit. He made, he made your shoes. He would be able to put new soles on, yeah.
1: It's pretty cool. He
0: wasn't able to sew the edges, but he would glue. He could do everything else. He did, and he had a. He was good at it. My dad did everything. If he didn't have a tool, we learned everything. We knew how to paint, how to wallpaper, <laughs> how to stain things. We were just a part of the doing that because my dad redid buildings. Yeah, he was. I say a small-time Dell Webb on his own know he would get a building and change it from uh one room apartment to two room apartment, so people could have a kitchen and a bedroom yeah and uh we moved around a lot i was in like eight different grade schools before i got into high school i think i was in a different school every year of my life but it was interesting anyway and uh my dad didn't feel bad about that, and I guess we were too young to think about that. It didn't bother us. And I was the youngest in the family. My brother's five years older than I and didn't want anything to do with his baby sister, you know, so he would <laughs> go off on his own. And I had my own friends. <laughs> so we were, in, I was raised as an only child, so to speak. Everybody else was, my oldest sister was married and had a child already. And my other sister was out working, and Joan, my sister Joan worked the World's Fair, 1933 World's Mm -hmm. Fair. She would come home with tips, and they were all dimes. She'd have a whole pocket full of dimes, and she'd give me some dimes so I would not bother her, you know. (laughs) (laughs) know (laughs) But I always waited for those dimes to come home every day. That was kind of fun. It was family usual fighting yeah. stuff. And we played a lot of cards. I learned poker when I was a little kid. The mon-
1: most money you've ever won playing poker?
0: Oh, we didn't. We played for pennies. We well,
1: what's didn't. the most money you've ever won playing poker, uh, Grandma? Probably five cents. You no know, big <laughs> deal. Yeah. Yeah, but but we,
0: we learned everything. I knew poker, I knew pinochle, I, Rummy. you know, we did it all. Yeah. I grew up with cards. And my dad made beer for his tenants when they paid the rent, he'd give them a glass of beer. Was that
1: during prohibition?
0: Yeah. Oh, and, then, and he made root beer for the kids and for us. So we had root beer and I used to bottle them. I used to know how to bottle them <laughs> bottles. Grandma, you were throwing away canned veggies and making your own root beer. <laughs> yeah. And they were from Canada at one time. So yes, he told me about Canada when the a mounted police were coming they were making whiskey <laughs> and they'd dump it in the in the bathtub when they knew they were coming and get rid of it all because oh, there no. it was no no yeah.
1: okay so on on that liquid thing right you refrigeration was definitely invented during no, the had ice boxes
0: only so they right. come with the big ice ice deliveries Ice deliveries, yeah. Put it in your ice box. And yeah, be back in a couple of days. Did that yeah.
1: when when refrigeration became part of of normal lifestyle. Did that dramatically change things? Changed that things made changes containers?
0: for us because of my dad having buildings. Yeah. that he remodeled. He made a deal with the gas company, and we had serval gas refrigerators. They had big round things on top of the refrigerator but they were good gas refrigerators we had them in every building that he had (laughs) everybody had a gas refrigerator it was great because because he bought so many at a time they gave him a real good price on those and they were efficient they were very good refrigerators we never had a problem with them
1: how nice is that that was very nice do you think things used to be made better than they are now
0: Oh my, yes. Everything <laughs> lasted a long time because even when John worked with uh, appliances, we had, when we sold our house, it was 25 years old. And every once in a while, they'd give John samples of their products and we would test them. So we had a stove and refrigerator and a dishwasher. The stove had a I would say fifty push buttons on it. it. Had a deep well. You could make soup. Also had a one a top that you can connect to the top and make pancakes on top. Hmm. And it had two ovens. It was a double oven. It was deluxe. It's pretty fancy. And when we sold the house, as I said, it was twenty-five years old. The lady thought it was brand new. <laughs> So I let her think, you know. Why not? Why Why not? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were living in the future the whole time. (laughs) That was the future. It really was. I never saw another stove like it. Yeah, I've never even heard of another stove like it. It had push buttons all across the top. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it.
1: (laughs) What advice would you offer your younger self if you could?
0: What advice? I was extremely lucky. Because
1: Yeah, because you had that stove.
0: <laughs> well, not because of the stove. I'm just saying with my friends. I had a lot of friends, school friends, and a yeah. lot of good girlfriends that were my friends up until just recently when a few of them died away. But also I was lucky because we never had friends that got into trouble or drugs yeah. or drinking or things like that. I was blessed throughout my life really and John was a good person he wasn't that kind of person either and I I always thank God I was born at the right time for sure what's the most trouble you got into most trouble the only thing I would say if I came home later than I should my dad would get angry with me never hit me My, my dad was not a hitter but he'd let you know by the scowl <laughs> on his face he was not pleased with you. But I was never more than a half hour late. You know, I never. I wasn't one of those. You
1: didn't ones. just pick up your cell phone and call him. <laughs> no,
0: we didn't have <laughs> cell phones, so it'd be good. Yeah, they never knew where we were. And that was yeah, fun that's part. nice, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was always at my girlfriends, and she was Italian. And Italians are funny people. They either are very musical, and of course they like eating Italian food. And her family was. She played the piano. She taught me a few pieces on the piano. And her uncle played a trumpet. He lived upstairs in the same building. And the other uncle also lived upstairs, and he played another instrument. I don't know what They were a very was.
1: musical family.
0: They were musical. And we would uh, sit around and sing, and she'd play the piano. Oh, that was fun. our entertainment. Or we played Monopoly with her brother, who was a few years older mm-hmm. than I was. And we fought constantly over Monopoly, you know, <laughs> buying different properties. Did you, did you ever play another version of Monopoly? There was
1: another version of Monopoly that was bouncing around Chicago at this time
0: no no i didn't play that i don't i never heard of another version but we did the original is the one we used and we did fight about the properties you know selling and buying and all that kind of stuff
1: what's your monopoly strategy grandma do you like the expensive properties do you like to have lots of the least expensive oh, properties
0: expensive the red ones you go for the red
1: ones what about the, the what about the dark ones. blue ones
0: yeah they were the red ones <laughs> I like those, yeah.
1: <laughs> did you win? Sure. Oh, we got to play Monopoly, Grandma, because I had the opposite strategy. Got into
0: jail and out of jail free <laughs> <many> times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did all that. It was fun. <laughs> that was our entertainment at my girlfriend's house yeah. was Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, they played cards a lot. And her dad, he was a stone polisher That's for... When you're buried, you know, they put a stone, yeah. and he would be a polisher, mm. and and he was very generous. You know, if we didn't have enough money for a movie, he would sneak us some money. <laughs> Here's money. Here's enough for candy and all that. Oh, candy and money. He was a good guy, and he would always drive us to church. I lived a half a block from church, but he'd stop picking <laughs> me up and drive me to church, <laughs> And he was just a nice guy. And she, her mom and I, we played a lot of cards, Rami and But you know, We played for money. And we'd always win, you know, so we make enough to go to the movies. We, every Saturday we went to the well, movies. How much did you win, Grandma? <laughs> well, we'd win enough for <laughs> a movie, which was probably 10 cents, 15 cents. So you won more than 5 cents. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And always had live entertainment. I saw Bob Hope and his wife. That's so cool, fun. And uh, Tommy Dorsey and his band. All the famous people yeah. used to be at the live movie theaters. When I lived near Lawrence and Broadway, which had two very large movie houses, and one of them always had live live, live shows. Theaters. yes. Instead and of a movie, and there movies also, but so always live a live show and, then, show. and yes. then a
1: movie.
0: Yes, wow! And, and always famous people, for Shirley a, Temple for a nickel. Shirley Temple was there. She stayed a block away from our house <laughs> in a hotel. We would stand there and wait for her to come through. <laughs> was so How cute. many people would stand and wait for Shirley Temple? Well, I was older than she was, but she was about five, six years old. You yeah. know, when she started. So it was kind of fun, and we'd see all these movie stars, and we were really thrilled. That was my girlfriend Fran and I would do that, and it was a nice time. And we lived only a half a block from the Aragon Theater—not a theater, but it's a dance place. It's very famous. Okay. And uh, of course, we weren't old enough to go there, but it's—it's it's very famous and was at the time. So a lot of stars would be there also. It was just a fun area to live in. It was on the north side, not too far away from. My dad always seemed to have, find buildings that were within walking blocks, or maybe a block or two, to a park like Lincoln Park. Yeah, and good, uh, strategy. Good, good strategy. It was good real estate strategy. Yeah, we always had a lake to go to. We always went to the lake uh, downtown Chicago and if they're in the sun. Lake Michigan? Too much, too much sun. <laughs>
1: Are we talking about Lake Michigan?
0: Lake Michigan, yes. And uh, then I, one, one year I lived on the south side, and that was near a lake also, and I hated the south side people. They were not very friendly we lived there one year, and I didn't know a single person mm. there, except one girl in school, of course. I oh, always had girl. a friend in school. You know, you'd <laughs> hook up with one or two people. But uh, that was an unfamiliar area, Southside. And we lived at the end of the elevated train. It was the last stop. the end stop. of the L? The, the last stop they made. That was wow. right where we were, yeah. It was a fun It's a good train. spot to be. It was a fun, yeah, and it was a fun You lived place. in a fun time, and I, especially in Chicago. And I went to a, what do they call it, it was a temporary school. It was a sort of an experiment. It was the top of the line is like going to your first two years of college. You went
1: to an experimental high school?
0: Yes. Oh, it that's was fun. A, it was a special thing. The Did only it work? Certain people were chosen from each school. To, from all over Chicago to go to this school. You had to keep your grade at a certain level or else they send you back. They would have sent me
1: back for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it was experimental, you got credit, and they would send you out on your job just like your first two years of college. Oh, yeah? Yes. And many of the girls did go out. I didn't go out. I would, when I got there, I, I realized... This is not for me. I'm, I'm not a stenographer type. I had to learn Pittman shorthand and, and do stenography and, and you know listen to the recording and, yeah. and I was just not, you know, I, I did it and I stayed in that school and graduated, but I hated every minute of it. And I used to think, why am I here? Who did you see yourself becoming? I was thinking I was going to be a secretary and sit on my husband's lap or something, (laughs) you know, and end up with him. It never happened. But I did have two very good friends. One, her last name was Zito. She had to be Italian, I guess. And the other one was, uh, she was a weird one, but she was fun. She was a, a very funny person and we walked home every day together the three of us and she was just a bundle of laughs and then we had one other girl her name uh, she was greek and she lived just opposite of the school her parents would stand in the window and watch her coming home because they didn't trust her she would, it's true she's a troublemaker she was a troublemaker she the minute she left her house in the morning she pulled pull out her lipstick and start putting it on <laughs> and she was built for her age she was built and, and they watched her coming home Well, she's wiping things off and hiding you know and they had a reason they were doing this they knew their daughter so they did watch her closely and I think she kind of dropped out of school and we suspected she probably got pregnant and you know moved away or something moved on um, but that that was the exciting part <laughs> like of it. my life is there anything
1: is there anything that you feel like you wanted to do that you haven't done yet
0: No no because when I met John that's what I wanted to That's do. all you wanted I wanted to get married. I didn't want to leave Chicago, but that did happen.
1: You made it back.
0: I made it back, and I met his parents. It was hard. It wasn't an easy thing for me because I was never away from home until I got married. And I cried at my own wedding, because not because I was unhappy. I was happy, but I was crying because my sister was my maid of honor, and I wasn't going to see her again for a long time. Mm. And my brother was the best man, and things like that. You'd think about it when you're kneeling there. And I was tearing down. But after the wedding, we left immediately after the wedding. And we met a nice priest. We had a good priest that married us. And he was young, which was good for us, because he said, "Okay, you're young, you're Catholic. You don't have to have 12 children, because that's what people think of Catholics. (laughs) You have children, only as many as you can afford to have.
1: It's good advice. And
0: that's a no-no, yeah. They don't give that kind of (laughs) advice. But he was a young priest, and that's what he felt. Yeah. And I wrote to him for many years afterward, and I would send him little footprints of Johnny, because when he was a baby, I just made footprints of his and a little lock of his hair, and we kept Writing back and forth, he enjoyed those letters. He'd write back all the time. Yeah. Until he was transferred out of Chicago, and then, and then he died at an early age. Uh, priests did die young then because they had wine at masses, and many of them had six, seven masses depending on where they were. Mm. And then after that they realized that was not the it's best, not the best way to go. So they gave him grape juice, <laughs> you know, instead. <laughs> I think that's what they have today. Yeah. So they wouldn't be come alcoholics or something. Yeah, it's a tough job. Um, but he was the best friend we had for a long time. He was very good. Oh really? His. Yeah. Know, his name was Father Hanley. I'll never forget. He mm-hmm. was a nice, nice guy. Because he was young, it appealed to us. Yeah, he was just you know a few years older than we were, so to speak. We had good connection. And Gave us good advice, and yeah. good
1: advice is always helpful.
0: Yes. And do you
1: have any advice for me? Do you have any good advice for me? I don't want just a regular well, yeah, advice. Yeah, you just
0: have to be straight and be honest.
1: Well, I think that's pretty easy for me to yeah.
0: do. I mean, we were honest about everything we did. We're, there are no secrets in our families. There's no reason to have secrets. No. There isn't. And I think the more honest you are, the better you are. The more honest you are, the happier you are, for sure. And your your friends become... And your friends that
1: are also happier.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but we had a good life, you know. You know Having where a good we life. Lived. We yeah. lived in many places. Then we ended up in my sister's building. The hard part was because of the war. Okay. We were rationed, you know, we could only have so much meat they give you tickets. Well, yeah,
1: what was that experience like?
0: That was that was tough because you had to manage how much meat you would have in a week or milk or bread, you know, and have to learn how to use those stamps. Yeah. If you run out tough taffy, you didn't get any more, you yeah. know. There's so much for everybody. How did
1: people take that? How how did the community people respond? people were
0: wonderful a yeah. the day. They yeah. really were. They really were patriotic the ones that were against the war moved to canada and there were a bunch of them but it wasn't a big deal but the rest of them were very patriotic and we had different sayings like loose lips will sink ships yeah so very careful what you talked about when you're out in public because of other people hearing it yeah And those were the reasons, and we would buy only American, we'd look at labels and buy only things that were made in the USA. Yeah. And people did not complain about it. They would do it, even if it costs more. Yeah. Because it's American, you know. I don't understand the people today because they fight about everything. Yeah. And it's so improper. It's much easier to go along and try to help your country instead of be a Stumblebum in it, you know.
1: You don't want to be a stumble bum, that's no. for sure. No, for
0: sure. <laughs> but those were tough years. And like I say, you couldn't yeah. move anywhere you wanted to. My sister had to wait till she had an apartment opened for us when John and I I oh, uh, well. had our first child. We had Johnny, of course, when we left Des Moines. And she couldn't evict you couldn't evict people. You had to wait till those people wanted to move, go find a better place mm-hmm. or newer. And then you could go, and the rents were regulated by the government. Really? Yes. Wow. You only pay so much for this size house or apartment, and people stuck to it. Yeah. And we lived in my sister's building. The kids, John was a baby when we moved in, but Pat was born there, and Kathy was born there. And my doctor was in Evanston which was quite a trip to go from the middle of the city. What kind of car were you driving then? First we didn't have a car, and then we got the little... The one that looks forward and backward the same. Studebaker.
1: The Studebaker. The little
0: Studebaker. It was dark blue. It was a cute little car. We kept <laughs> that, but not too long because it really was for a couple. It wasn't big <laughs> enough for family. It wasn't
1: good for carrying around kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was a cute car and we loved it. And then John, I, I would drive him to work so I would have the car. Okay. And then come home and take the kids to school. It, well, all the, they could walk, but they had to cross North Avenue, and that was a very busy street. But that, they did go to kindergarten. Did you have
1: a, any favorite cars
0: outside of that one? No. In,
1: no. That Studebaker was, was your favorite.
0: That was my favorite at that time. I got to
1: look into a Studebaker. And, I don't know what and that is. the
0: school the kids went to, there was a kindergarten. Johnny was in kindergarten. He had a cute little nun as his teacher and she would say to me friend do you have a beer at Holland I said yes I do (laughs) she says could you bring me a beer every now and then oh I was shocked but oh yeah I could do that
1: anything for you
0: and I said what why would you do how will you keep it cold And she said I'll just run the ice water over it you know run the water keep it cold okay and that's all, I'd bring her a beer and she'd drink her beer. She was a young, I found out later, she was a young nun, you know, so she was yeah. used to drinking a beer anyway.
1: Is that how that goes? Is that how young nuns do it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was cute as could be. And I used to drive her in different places. The nuns didn't have cars, see. Hmm. If they needed a car, it was Fran Brennan. Call her. You were the, ta- you were the first version of Uber. Yeah, How nice is I that? Said, yeah. Way to go, Grandma. Wherever they wanted to go, I'd take them. They were really appreciative because none of them had cars. Maybe they weren't hmm. allowed to. I don't know. Yeah. But she was especially our favorite because she was the kindergarten teacher. And Johnny was in kindergarten. Hmm. Yeah. And then Pat went into that, and then they got the chicken pox and the mumps and the usual he stuff. You went through it all. Yeah, everybody had
1: that. Okay, let me, I got one last question for you. Okay. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. When are you going to have your hair back to normal?
1: (laughs) Never, Grandma, never. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because your hair is light normally.
1: My hair is this color. This is the color of my hair. it's
0: more on the blondish side. No, this is the
1: color of my hair, Grandma. This is natural. Because
0: you make it that color. I do
1: not make it this color. (laughs) You think I put in these little gray streaks, too?
0: (laughs) And you look good in the lighter hair, I think.
1: I look good in this hair. You
0: do? In
1: that hair, but I like <laughs> the lighter hair. Well, I don't have light hair anymore, <laughs> it, Grandma. My light hair was fake. Those are days long days. Nice.
0: It looked natural, though. It, looked it did
1: look natural, but look how good it looks now.
0: It's too long. Ago. It
1: is not too long, Grandma. <laughs> it you can't is. have it's too long day. hair.
0: You're going to have to roll it up. <laughs> I roll it up it sometimes. Put a big knot in the back. Yeah, like, I do that. But, yeah. I do that. Okay, but you've, I've not seen it that
1: way. You haven't seen it that way. No. Well, I can do that for no. you.
0: Okay. I'll
1: send you a picture of me with Mahara.
0: Okay. So that was my question for you. <laughs> are you happy is what I want to know. I'm very happy. How are things at home?
1: How are things at home? Well, I quiet. things are pretty quiet. Yeah. You've got two dogs. Two dogs and a cat.
0: And a cat.
1: Yeah. But they don't do a lot of talking.
0: Which... Cat is it now? The one that used to hang out there? In... Yeah,
1: the one that used to hang out in the studio. The orange one. Okay. My favorite my favorite pet on the planet. Things are quiet. Things are good.
0: So that's my big deal.
1: That's a good deal, Grandma. Okay. Thanks for doing this. Okay. Next year. <laughs> Next year, same time, Next same place. Next year, time. same time, same place. <laughs>